This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. We'll spring the line coming up at the bottom of the hour. Got a lot to get to here in the final hour of the show. Fake sponsors, welcome. 503-250-1080. Uh, I want to start the final hour, though. We got to it briefly all the way back at 6 o'clock. This show's just flying by on a Friday. I feel like Friday shows will do that. But we got to it at the, at the start. And for the late-arriving crowd, it's worth it diving back in. Because that sucked last night. Damian Lillard had one of, uh, you know, one of those legendary performances. 40 points on 22 shots. Uh, 12 assists to go with it. I think it was the fourth or fifth 30 and 10 game of his career, 30 plus points and 10 plus assists. He hits the three in the final 10 seconds of the game. And you think to yourself, all right, baby, Dame time is back. I tweeted out the GIF. I'm all excited. Rip City's going crazy. And then Jamal Murray ripped our hearts out. And it's the second kind of you know, soul-crushing loss that Portland has suffered here in the last week or so. They blew that 18-point lead to the Clippers at home. And now this one, and this one is a, a fully healthy team uh, to go down. It, it, it was tough. I want to start, though, with something that a lot of people brought up. I saw it on my Twitter timeline last night. And you guys are more plugged in than I am when it comes to you know coaching decisions and what you're saying in a huddle and all that crap. How much of this goes on Chauncey Billups? Because I was screaming to myself as that shot went up, how do you allow an open three to take place in the final moments of a game when you're up by two? Well, I mean, look, there's a mixture of things that are the problem with why Portland lost last night. Uh, you lose a game by one bucket you tend to just kind of shrug your shoulders and say that happens. It's the league, but you know, that's not how this works. You got to be honest. And yeah, Anthony Simon's having the worst game of his career. Certainly doesn't help scoring six points and had three of 12. He had four up until, and he had also a really bad possession. They stole the ball. He caught it on the break and he just did like a quick touch pass to Josh Hart. instead of just going up with it. Yeah. That possession loom large when he slipped and they didn't get that layup to go up by three. I think it would have put him up yeah, or whatever it, it was. You can jump 40 inches. I, I thought that pass was a reflection of I'm, I'm not trusting what's going on right now. He's yeah. just gonna have a good game and that that's going to happen. So you can't have Anthony Simons score six points, okay? That's the first place I start. The second thing I start with, uh, the second thing I go to is, 
I believe I looked up and I counted right. They had a foul to give in the final eight seconds, did they not? I believe so. Why would you not foul one time, just make them reset everything? I, 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 I didn't understand why he didn't challenge the Dame block on, was it Gordon or Green? I think it was Green. Green, yeah, that looked like a clean block. That was on my end of the court, and it looked clean in real time. They blew the whistle. We see the replay. We're I stood up. I booed with everybody else, going crazy. No challenge. I, I don't get why you don't challenge that. You would have gotten possession of the basketball. It's an awful call. Um, and then, you know, Jeremy Grant has been amazing, a lifesaver in a lot of ways for this team, and I think he's going to be an all-star. I don't know if I like the matchup there with Jeremy Grant guarding Jamal Murray. And I know Chauncey kind of said this in the post game, but it's like, dude, you got to play up on a dude, and if he dribbles past you, so be it. You cannot be falling back on a step back. Like, Jamal Murray wasn't left open. He did a step back on Jeremy Grant, and he got a decent amount of space, and he just drained it. So I thought there were a lot of things where Chauncey wasn't perfect and out of his worst game. Uh, they've been awful defensively. That's the other story of this team the last couple of weeks. They're not good defensively. Uh, they're, they're playing near the bottom of the league now and not near the top. You need Gary Payton back in the worst of ways, but yeah, yeah. it hurt. They wasted a great Nurk game. They wasted a fantastic Dame game. And your big players didn't have their best nights, and I didn't think Chauncey had the best of nights as a coach. Timeout usage, no challenge, matchup problems, take fouls, things like that. I, I, I thought he could have been a lot better in that way. Yeah, I know Nurk wanted him to challenge the flop by Jokic. I can't remember what minute mark that was of the fourth. You're not going to get that overturned. He was right. Jokic absolutely flopped. He did, but the problem on the replay is um, they're so they're the same size, so it doesn't yeah. look as floppy. He's leaning his shoulder. He's bumping into him, and so the second he falls over, you can say that's why he fell over. Well, and also on the, the overhead replay they showed on the Jumbotron, you see Nurk's arm extended out, so yeah. it does look like a bit of a push-up. I was upset. Why you didn't challenge the Dame block, I'm, I still would love to know the reason of that. I know it's hard to get some of these replays in time, but... We immediately got a clean look at it, and it was that was a block. It was, was a clean-ass no block by Dame. That was a very poor decision. I don't believe in making challenges prior to the fourth quarter. You should have challenged that play. The other one that was funny to me, I don't know if I've ever seen it called, was the... Jamal Murray three-pointer that DeAndre Jordan, it was like an alley-oop attempt, and DeAndre Jordan ended up dunking, like putting, you know, his interference, basket interference, and then they called a foul on the play. And then they, they said no basket. And they said no basket because it was interference, yeah. but then they called a foul on Justice Winslow, which they never really, I don't know if they showed a clean review of that in the arena. I didn't really get a, one at home, and I'm like, what? What, hold on, this doesn't make any sense. That was basket interference. So you're saying he fouled him on his way up, but then wouldn't it kind of be a shooting foul? That was that was such a confusing sequence to me. I, I the, well, the refs didn't have a great night. The refs I thought were all over the place. They randomly called a carry. They would randomly call travel. They were giving guys technicals too soon. I'm not making an excuse. I just thought the refereeing was too wishy washy. That Murray play was weird because they were shooting on the basket I was next to. And when he threw it up in real time, he <laughs> it threw it up, shot. <laughs> the whistle goes, yeah. the ball goes through the net, and I turn to my, my brother-in-law and I go, I think he made that. I think the pass ended up being a made shot. <laughs> yeah. But then in the, the arena, they showed the replay from behind Murray, and it looks like the ball is a little outside of the cylinder, 
but not all the way, and DeAndre kind of put it in. Yeah, he definitely made contact with it over the cylinder. But it, well, but yeah, but it's some from my angle, it looked like he just made the shot, like one of those <laughs> right. weird passes that you make. I love the awareness of DeAndre Jordan too, of like to be to jump that high and not look at it, and be like, wait a minute, that's going in. Yeah. Like, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to let that one go. <laughs> right, right. Would have been a three for Jamal Murray. Uh, somebody saying they did indeed have the uh, foul to give. And that, okay, so I, I, I was watching that going foul. That's wow. a missed opportunity, especially as they were dribbling down because the shot ended up being made. I think they took over possession with, what, nine seconds 8. left? 8.8. 8.8, 8. 8. and then the shot goes in. There's point nine left. Yeah. So you had some time in between there as he was dribbling, taking a step back, getting into his rhythm that you could have just grabbed him with two, three seconds left, yeah. and then you can create kind of one of those panicky last possessions yes. where they have to inbound the ball. You can call a timeout, set up your defense. And, and it was just it ended up being the worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario in that moment should be you play up on Jamal Murray, on Yo on whoever ends up getting the ball in that situation. And if they drive by you and tie the game, you hope there's a couple of seconds left and you got a shot to hit a game winner. If not, you're going to overtime. That I mean, that you should never allow an open three in that situation. I think that has to be partly on the coach. I know he, I'm sure he emphasized that in the huddle. He said by any the only way we could get beat is an and one or a three. Literally the only way. He said he emphasized that in the postgame. He said he, he did that in the timeout. I'm not saying he's a liar, I but that's more on Jeremy Grant. Now you can make an argument Jeremy Grant guarding Jamal Murray is an interesting one because you're you're trading quickness for length. So you can look at that I think and say is that the right decision? Okay, but Jeremy cannot fall for a step back move. He's just yeah. got to stay up on him and if Jamal Murray dribbles around him and goes for a two, worst case scenario there is you're tied or they miss and the tip out happens and the rebound you know, the last play is point nine. You can nitpick that if you want. That's a tough play to have. Somebody I heard in their post game, somebody had called in and said, I would just rather Dame shoot a half-court shot than what they just tried to do there. I don't really disagree with that. I don't either. Uh, it's Especially not the night he was having. Yeah, but uh, I thought Chauncey not reviewing the Dame block. No take foul there. I, I don't know. I thought... In a night where Ant doesn't give you anything, you still had a chance to win the game. You you gotta have everything else perform well, and I I Chauncey wasn't perfect yesterday, and so I think Chauncey overall is way too conservative with his challenge. He wants to hold it until the last two because that play happened in late in the third quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Usually, I I I don't. I'm not a fan of challenging prior to the fourth, but yeah. that was well. Chauncey sometimes like holds it. Like way late. Those like, those Nugget games are increasingly becoming. If you're a fan that doesn't like to spend money to go to these games because they're stupid expensive, mm-hmm. go to a Nuggets game. They're they're seemingly every single time a one possession basketball yep. game, and in one possession basketball games, I'm willing to use a challenge in the second half of a game that might determine we got the ball they didn't hear, and that's what it boiled down to. Did it not? Yeah. It was a one possession game. You could have prevented those free throws from being shot, and you just didn't use it. One of the things I saw fans bring up in the aftermath, too, was Justice Winslow being a part of the closing lineup, which has kind of been a theme all year. But we're just wondering, I mean, and I'm sure there's a tinkering process with a coach as the year goes on about who you're comfortable with, and maybe GP2 changes this equation whenever he is able to play again, Yeah, which hopefully is soon because he's been a full participant in practice. Uh, but but just nitpicking the the lineups and when you're using them, I saw a lot of folks last night on social media bring up the fact too that as the as things were slipping away to start the fourth quarter, 
not rushing to get Dame back into the lineup a little bit quicker and allowing that lead to essentially evaporate as you had built it up for the first three quarters. Yeah, your bench unit sucked. Because they were up by, what were they up by, nine, eight at the end of the third, I want to say. And then I, I remember they got up by as many as 11. They got up point, at one yeah. point, got up as, as many as 11, and it felt like they were in total control of the game, and a lot of that had to do with the performance that Dame was putting on because he just couldn't miss. And then... It, 10 at the end of the third quarter. And then it just, it felt like within two minutes of the, of the fourth quarter, it was a tie game or you were trailing. And it's just, oh, all right, here we go. Now you got to buckle up, strap in, and see if you can pull this one out. I, I hear that. I, you know, I don't, I think the tough thing for them is they are balancing not giving him the most high level minutes. He just got back from the injury. I, I mean, and this dude hasn't been healthy all year. And so yeah. it's like, yeah, you, there's a balancing. Look, there. at the end of the day, you have to have, you cannot have Anthony Simon score six points. Yeah. I, there's, Chauncey is not, not without fault, Jeremy on that last possession, you know, whatever. Anthony Simons cannot have a game where he scores six points. You're just you're not winning very many games that way, and that's that's what sucked about Dame scoring forty and twelve. Nurk having one of his better games of the year, if not his best game of the year. Ant didn't give you anything. He he quite literally got to the point where I was like, just pass the ball, pass it and move, pass it and move. And so when you get to that point, it's hard. That's why I'm saying like. Chauncey wasn't perfect last night. I think part of this, we need to remind ourselves, you know, Chauncey's team last year was a disaster. They shouldn't have run it back. They did. Neil gets fired. And then it's just like a fire sale. This is kind of his first year of high-level coaching basketball. In games that matter. In games that matter. You're you're competing almost nightly. Like, he's learning some of this. I'm not trying to excuse it, but it's a reality. This is kind of pseudo-year one, and so... You know, last night, I, I just hope last night was a learning experience for him because I thought there were some areas he could have changed and did better, and maybe they win that game. But, but you know, that, it, there's a lot of fingers to point to. Well, and to the questions of closing lineups, the decision to put Grant on Murray on the last possession and how that all played out, I mean, some of this is going to change when you get GP2 back because if you have him back in the lineup, you can have Gary Payton guarding Jamal Murray in that possession yeah. and Grant on somebody else and – you probably like that matchup a little bit more. The other good news for Portland, too, is, and we kind of highlighted this going into the Denver game, it just sucks when you let one slip that you, you should have won that game last night. Dame was terrific, and you let it slip in the fourth quarter. It's the second time that's happened to you in the last week, and I think the Western Conference is going to show us as the year goes on. Like, There's not going to be much that separates four through seven. I genuinely believe that everybody's going to be kind of jumbled together, so these games will loom large at the end of the year. The other good news is you get Minnesota twice this weekend. Not that those are gimmies, uh, but then you go on the road. You get San Antonio on that road trip Houston on that road trip OKC on that road trip you go back to Denver uh, and you get to play them Charlotte you know coming up Detroit coming up so your schedule gets e- a little easier as we way keep more manageable yeah. going the rest of the month of December and into January well, and for the grammar police out there I meant to say a lot of people to point to not a lot of fingers to point to <laughs> okay I can point at fingers you can point at fingers if you want yeah. but yeah they're uh, Chauncey Ant, Jeremy Grant's defense you know looking at you guys well that one hurt man that one hurt. That was a bummer. I feel like a jinx. I'm probably not going to a game the rest of the year. Don't do it. Don't go back. I did almost buy courtside tickets. Did you really? I, yeah, I mean last a, night or for another game no, down it was the road. For that game. For that game. How I, much were they? Uh nineteen hundred dollars. For a pair? Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. Per uh, seat. Per seat. To sit like right next to where the blazer bench is. Okay. You see where those people sit? I see where those people sit. Nineteen hundred dollars for the nugget game. Okay. I've made a vow in the next two years. I'm gonna put away a certain amount every month. 
I'm going to go in two years. I'm going to sit in that seat. Now, let me ask you this. Sitting courtside, is yeah. it important, the matchup, or just the thrill of sitting courtside? No, the matchup absolutely matters. So you don't want to spend, like, 1400 bucks to go watch Orlando? Nope. Okay. Well, Bol Bol stays there and keeps Dude, playing Bol the way Bol's playing. having a great year, man. Dude, the magic with Bol Bol and Victor Wimbayama. <laughs> Seven feet and seven four, just dribbling and shooting over you all Why day. Why can't we go get Bull Bull, man? We could have. Should have got him. But we didn't. Should have got him. <clears throat> hey, Drew, Drew Eubanks at a three, though, so that was cool. Uh, Portland lost. That was a bummer. Really depressed. Sucked. Dame was great last night. One of those vintage Dame performances. And uh, they are back in action tomorrow against Minnesota. A couple things to get to coming up next. The changing identity of a college football program that I'm wondering if we're ready for. Uh, also, are you going to watch the match this weekend? Is that a thing on anybody's radar? Because it is tomorrow night. I want to get to those. Uh, we will spring the line coming up at the bottom of the hour. We are back after this on 1080 The Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A little shaggy on a Friday morning. Who doesn't need that? Huh? Who doesn't need that? Uh, we have a Springing the Line sponsor on Baker Mayfield. We were just talking about him during the break because that was hilarious last night, a 99-yard touchdown drive. Yeah. Uh, there uh, A couple of funny stats on that. Baker Mayfield has two wins in his career in which his team has trailed by 13 points. Do you know when the other game was? When I say it, you'll remember it. Oh, oh Here's the hint. Was he's it the Bengal? Oh, was it the Brown game? He's never the been the, game? He's never been the starter. Oh. He's won two of them, and he was not the starter the in either game. game. It was his first game of his career. Thursday, right? The Thursday night game, he came in. Terod Taylor got hurt. Those are the only two times he's ever led a comeback by down mm. the more than 13 points. As a starter trailing by 13 points, he's 0 for a very large number. Yeah. And the other one was the 98-yard touchdown drive, to the go-ahead touchdown, was the longest go-ahead touchdown drive that began in the final two minutes over the last 45 years of the NFL. Jeez, man. That just <laughs> emphasizes, again, our poll question. The Raiders suck butt. They suck butt, man. A lot of sucking butt down there in Oakland. Uh, excuse me, in Vegas. Uh, the match is tomorrow night. Are we excited? Is this on our radar, sports fans? Uh, yeah, no. I'll watch a little bit of it. I'm not going to DVR it, and I'm not going to watch the whole thing. Let me ask you this. So I, I am, uh, I'm gonna, I'll am i DVR it and watch as much as I can because i got to work tomorrow night. But 
I do applaud golf on doing something that I've called for, and that is getting other athletes out of it. I don't really care to – like, Josh Allen's funny. Mahomes is a good character. Aaron Rodgers is cool. I don't really care to watch them play golf, just like I don't need to see Aaron Judge playing one-on-one basketball. Like, I want to watch the best of the best. Mm -hmm. What sport would you most enjoy something like this? Like, if I gave you in the NBA offseason a primetime telecast of, like, KD, Luka, and John Morant versus Steph – Giannis and something like at a three on three, would that do it for you? Would that get you jacked? No, um, two on two, three on three, that does nothing for me as a basketball. Even fan. if it's like the best six players in the world going at it. Well, if you're going to do what you would classify the best six players in the world, I want you to do a one on one tournament. Okay, if I did a one on one tournament, would you watch one. that? Yeah. Now it's tough because you have you'd have to do sizes, right? Like Giannis playing Steph might be. No, I want that. No. You want that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we we have a hard time differentiating between players like that from time. Like, Steph will get the nod for a lot of people because he's small and he's quick, and Giannis mm-hmm. can't compete. And then if we get to see Giannis try to guard Steph in one-on-one, I yeah, that'd be great. I'm in. Okay. Because I'm this way with golf. Like, I as a golf nut, seeing three of the best players in the world and the greatest of all time in a setting like this, it's also going to be under the lights. It's golf under the lights. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know they were playing under they're the lights. They're playing in Florida under the lights, and it's, it's just a 12-hole thing, so they're, it's not going to be a full match. It's the best ball, so it's you know best score on every hole wins. Teams uh, Spieth and Thomas are the overwhelming favorites over Tiger and, and Rory. I am assuming it's because of cost, but I've always wondered why we don't have night golf the way they do in, like, Korea. Because I see it on yeah, Instagram cost. all the time, and it looks fun. It's cost. I'm surprised more warm places don't, because a lot of people don't want to golf in, like, Arizona in sure. the heat of the summer at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. And then maybe you get like a 10 p.m. tea time under the lights. So that's on that's on the docket this weekend. I'm excited for it. The match is coming back. I think this is the eighth iteration of it that they've now done. Uh, another note I wanted to get to here. We'll get to spraying the line in a moment. Are we ready to see Wisconsin run a modern offense? I read about this yesterday, and I I will answer that no, <laughs> but good for them if they can truly transform this because Luke Fickle surprised me leaving Cincinnati for Wisconsin. Yes. But I think it's going to be a little easier said than done. I think the beauty for Wisconsin is going to be they are traditionally a certain recruiter. The portal changes the game here. The portal now has enough speed talent guys that just fall by the wayside where you can bring guys in and instantly change what your reputation is. The only thing I worry about is your home games in November. Like, that used to be an advantage to having a, a tough physical running attack. Cold weather in Madison. Well, it's I don't think there's any reason you can't air. still bring in all the ginormous uh, offensive linemen before, and you can go more, I, you know, it's not going to be a wide-open spread No, they're, sort they're of talking thing. about changing fundamentally but, the way they play. Yeah. They can, hired the offensive coordinator from North Carolina, Phil Longo is his who name. Who is a busted open through the air guy. He's not your Paul Christ offensive mind here. No, I think you can run, though, more of a pro-style set. You can start using tight ends as they do when you see NFL teams using them, those sorts of things. You can embrace the forward pass a little more without completely ditching, you know, what you – I mean, you still want to run the football. So if it, if there's a balance, yeah. I will say I give credit to Luke Fickle for being willing to to roll the dice a little bit here. 
What do you mean? He ran this kind of – I mean, he had a pretty fun offense at Cincinnati yeah. when they were at their top level. I think it's hard, though. I mean, you're taking over a place that has been built for 20 years, it feels like, to play football a certain way. Like everybody has – when I say Wisconsin football, we all have a vision in our mind of what – it's big offensive linemen and it's Ron Dane. Nine to six. Nine to six, Big yeah. Ten, ugly football, let's play defense, it's cold. You know, I so, so hiring a guy like this right out of the gate, I kind of assumed Fickle was going to come in. You're just going to get more of the same from – uh, Wisconsin hiring a guy that's going to kind of open the envelope a little bit. Let's spread it out. I'm curious to see to Swag's point. Like, is there a balance? Do they still try and run the football late in games? Well, and I think are you to airing the point, it out 50 times a game? The like, point you made about it being cold as hell and blizzards and stuff late in November. You, what are you going to go find a quarterback in the Josh Allen mode, who's six foot five and can who wing it through the the wind, as opposed to some sort of do? I I don't see them. I would be surprised if it's a full-on RPO, shotgun, dual threat. That, I think, would be a little shock to the I system. Love, I love how easy and nonchalant you just made it sound to go get a 6'5", huge <laughs> missile arm Well, in I said in that mold. <laughs> well, that mold's pretty hard to mold, man. I love those guys. I, I, want one of those I guys would take too. a 6'5 quarterback in Corvallis. We had one. Our coach ball. just didn't use him. Well fun times i mean he did you won a rose bowl that was cute yeah running the football with him <laughs> did he run before that at all three touchdowns. maybe against arizona state when they lost or why do you why do you, you do know, this to yourself the auburn game that they blew a lead you got problems could have used him running the football in that you game you win the conference you lose two games you win a rose bowl packed up it's just never good enough it's always let me reflect <laughs> on how poor or bad my life has been should i take the geno smith approach my downtimes or the dreams of other people what did he say yesterday Somebody asked him how he overcame all of the rough moments in his career, and he said, my hard times are other people's dreams. I mean, he's not wrong in a, in a lot he's of ways, not. man. He's a pro athlete, right? A, a lot it's of great people would give up their jobs to go be a pro athlete. I think they'd be sadly mistaken of how hard that is physically. But uh, he had a couple quotes yesterday. He said that, and then he had something to the effect of, I don't want to be a finger pointer. I want to be a thumb pointer. Because when you put your hand out, your thumb is pointing back at yourself. That is, I love that cliche. Hey, I love that cliche. What did he say? I think Lanning too? used that like seven times this year. Oh, did he? We I don't have any finger that. pointers on this team. We're, We're thumb, thumb pointers. pointers. We're pointing it back at me. <laughs> I'm he, the problem. He also dropped, uh, what did he say earlier with his first game on primetime? They he didn't said, write back. They wrote me, but I didn't write back. They wrote me, I didn't write him back. Yeah, I like that. Geno's got the lines, baby. Hey, I mean, Washington went from being a team that had one of the worst offenses my eyes have ever seen to one of the best offenses my eyes have ever seen. Yeah, but go back to the Washington State-Wisconsin game. That was early in the season, and it was cold as hell during that game. I, I just, I'm not saying they can't do it. They're bringing in a pretty good coach, and the offensive mind from UNC seems good. I'm just more curious to see it happen yep. when it's snowing in November. <laughs> you get a cold game, watch them air it out. It's my theory on building indoor stadiums. <laughs> the Badgers need a dome, man. Just like the Buffalo Bills, man. <laughs> get them a dome. Just like the Buffalo Bills. All right, well, there you go. The match this weekend, I'm excited. I know everybody's going to be watching the Teddy Bear Toss game. So DVR when you did turn over after some WHO hockey. And then uh, you got Wisconsin hiring UNC's offensive coordinator. They're opening things up. And it's going to be interesting to see Wisconsin run a modern offense for the first time in a long time. Let's get to spray in the line. Your fake sponsors welcome, 503-250-1080. And uh, we'll rattle them off. We'll do some gambling. That is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Spreaking the line. 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 Spreaking the line brought to you by Santa Claus, who travels around the world in one night delivering toys to every child. And like Sprague's picks, it's a total mystery how he does it. Total mystery. Uh, Spreaking the line brought to you by Sprague buying lingerie for his wife. But why is it in his size? Hmm. <laughs> What are you into over there, buddy? What are you into, huh? Whatever she wants. <laughs> Whatever she wants, man. Whatever floats your boat, babe. What was, uh, not Steve-O, what was the other guy's name that wore the G-string? Party man? Party boy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, know what I'm talking I about? I know exactly what you're talking about. That's me at home. Who used to go, like, <laughs> just shake be naked a, with a G-string? Shake his junk on people in public. <laughs> uh, Spring Line brought to you by being bad at your job. If Sprague's picks were wrong as much as the Odyssey app is off the air, he would have to apologize. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, 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 hey. No comment. I'm just reading, I'm just reading sponsors. Spring Line brought to you by Baker Mayfield. Don't worry, I'll let you down soon, just like a Sprague pick. <laughs> it's so true. He came in and hit a couple of passes. I know uh, you were at the park. I don't know if you were watching Swag and you were at the Blazer game, but he came in on like the second drive of the game and hit a couple of passes. And Twitter was like, oh, Baker, Baker, Baker. And then they only scored three points until the final three minutes of the game. Uh, Spring Alive brought to you by Giants Free Agency. As much of a chance of signing a big bat as Sprague does of winning these picks. Uh-huh. Ouch. Mitch Haniger. Boy, you guys, are you going to be... Well, no, the Rockies exist. The Diamondbacks are pretty awful, too. Were you guys worse or better than the Diamondbacks this year? I don't know. I'm genuinely... I don't know. I don't remember either. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Looking it up. Hold on. Hold on. We were better, dude. Way better. Suck it, Arizona. Seven games ahead of the Diamondbacks. I wonder what 2012 Dirt would have thought about 2022 Dirt ditching the team when you ditched them because 2012 Dirt watches every one of those games at the end of the year. Oh, they were good. They were worth watching every game of the year. Uh, Spring Line brought to you by Storyboards of Gifts in the Dirt household. All of a sudden, the spray pick doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Last yeah. week, Kevin Todd went 0-3. Yes, he did. Swag went 1-2. Sprague went 1-2, and I went 3-0. and uh, I hit on the Ravens-Broncos under. The Browns minus 6.5 against the Texans. Thank God for the Texans. And the Vikings held on by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. 
against the Jets. Those are my three wins. Sprague, you also hit on the Broncos, Ravens under. Yeah. You missed on the Chiefs, Cincinnati. I did. And you missed on Miami, San Francisco. Yes, I did. Thank you, Dolphins. Swag, you hit on the Michigan-Purdue over a 51.5. I think Michigan almost ended up getting that themselves. What, they ended up with 45? 44, like I think. Yeah, they ended up almost covering it by themselves. You missed on USC, though, against Utah, and you missed on the Squawks mm. against the Rams, minus yeah. the 6.5. Yeah. And KT missed on Ohio, USC, and the Tennessee Titans ended up getting drilled uh, by the Eagles. So season standing, Sprague in first place, 25-14 and 14 after his one and two week. Uh, I am next at 23-15-1. Kevin Todd is 21-18, and 18, and Swag is bringing up the rear at 15-23-1. So uh, Birdie is mine, T-Box is mine, I will start. I'm doing unders this week, boys. I am on the under train to Christmastown. And we will start with a game that we've highlighted all week. I don't understand it. This, to me, seems like the easiest bet of the week. And I would be remiss if I didn't bet it and it ends up hitting, so I have to bet it. San Francisco is playing with Brock Purdy against a really good Tampa Bay defense. Tampa Bay can't score points on anybody, and the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. The over-under is 37 in this game, and I am all over the under of 37 in San Francisco and Tampa. Yeah, this is an interesting game. I also love the under as well. I don't I don't want to mix too many of the same picks here. Um, I will play the under of this game. But when you're at that number, I mean, 37 is not a lot of points. Not a lot. Although Ravens and Broncos was 39 and a half, and they covered the under by 20 points last week. But you're kind of proving my point and where I'm going with my pick. I, I'm going to have to do this again, and I, maybe I learn a lesson again. I'm taking the Bucks plus three and a half. I, oh, okay. When you have a game that low scoring, you, you're covering a three and a half point number is not easy. So I, I will take Tom Brady and the Bucks plus the three and a half. Okay. Swag, first pick. Uh, there is a, a college game uh, this week. Army-Navy, they will be back at uh, Lincoln Financial. I think it's their 14th time they've played there. It's a great like, setting there for that game. It's a great setting, yeah. kind of halfway in between the two uh, academies. Hopefully it snows, too. And hopefully we get some weather. I look uh, the weather. 16 straight times this game has hit the under. Mm-hmm. Vegas has caught on. They've dropped that number to 32 and a half. Oh, you're going to do In it. In nine of the 13 games at Lincoln Financial Field, they've been over 35. Oh, the streak breaks. They're going <laughs> over 32 and a half. Over 32 and a half. I love it. And Army Navy. By the way, 45 and clear is your weather tomorrow yes. in Philadelphia. 45 and clear. It's a bit of a bummer because I like the post game more than I like the game itself. And so I enjoy watching them sing with the snow coming down. Yeah, it's a great visual when it's cold and snow. And 40, 45, 44, it's a little chilly, but. Uh, not what we're used to. Uh, I'm continuing my under trend. Here we go. Ride mm-hmm. the under train to Christmas Town. Uh, this one scares me, but again, I have to bet it because the under is 11 and one on the season when this team is included. The Denver Broncos can't score points. No, they can't score points no. on anybody. They can't score points on a high school offense. They can't, they can't score points on themselves. They can't score points on themselves. They can't score points. They can't score touchdowns. Russell Wilson can't throw touchdowns. Sounds like you're reading a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> it does. The over under in Kansas City Denver is 44, and I feel like Denver's defense. Uh, or excuse me, Kansas City's offense can, and you know, I can allow them to score 30 points in this game, and the under's going to hit because Denver can't score on anybody. I'm on the under of 44 in Kansas City and Denver. Dude, I really hate that we're riding a lot of the same unders. I, I hate- mean, they, I, I have to ride the unders yeah, in Denver games until it bucks me off. They are 11 and one. The unders are 11 and one in Broncos games. I'm just trying to think of like every possible scenario of that game playing out, and I think the Chiefs cover, and I think it's like 27 to 10. That's the under. That's an under. And a cover for Kansas City. God, I hate this. Although the Broncos have been covering numbers at a pretty solid rate. No, I know. But just that aside, like yes. the worst, what's the worst possible outcome here? 35 to 
Six. Yeah. You're still covering. Yeah. You're still under. Still under. Uh, I love that bet. I Again, I'm trying to stay away from us. Having... We're not competing. Go ahead. Throw your favorite bets out. Yeah. I, I got to play the under. Okay. In the KC Denver game? Yeah. You got to. Okay. How do you not play the under of 44? Until it doesn't hit, I'm going to bet the under in a Denver game every single week. It's I had one and one. I had one week I didn't do it, and it covered. And I'm yeah. like, why did I not put that in spraying the line? Yeah. Okay. So I pick number two. Uh, from uh, just trust your gut on this, uh, Eagles, Giants. Uh, the Giants aren't going to do. Uh, it's only a seven-point spread. Okay. I Just the Eagles keep finding ways to score. They will find a way to neutralize Kayvon Thibodeau. They will find a way to keep Saquon Barkley under wraps. Uh, they have been the most consistent team all season long. Uh, and I think the Giants are, you know, it's it's hitting midnight for the Giants. Let's go. <laughs> I will take the Eagles minus seven. Minus seven against I love the Giants. That. All right, my last pick this week, again on the under train. Uh, there was a backup quarterback playing this weekend and two good defenses in a divisional showdown. Mm. And I think the under this is this to me has sixteen to ten, seventeen fourteen, seventeen nine, something ugly and stupid written all over it. Uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh are renewing their rivalry oh, this weekend. Man. And we saw the backup quarterback situation play out for Baltimore last week. But even before that took place, Baltimore was struggling to score points on almost everybody. Their offense has been real clunky here uh, as of late. And Pittsburgh, I know, plays good defense. I don't really trust Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. even though he's at home. I think you got two good defenses. you got a divisional game. Give me a 9-7 to final in Baltimore. and Pittsburgh, I'm taking the under of 37. Okay, I like it. You're rooting for no points this weekend, which is boring. But I also, am, yeah. it's fun when you win. So hopefully you can hit those. Uh, my final game, I'm falling into the trap trap. Oh, trap, trap. The double trap, the reverse trap. It's the double trap, reverse trap, and I can't help it. I've wanted to do it all week. I've stayed away, and now I'm in. Look, if if you can say the Vikings are better than the Lions, I think that's okay to say out loud. You can also acknowledge the Lions were kicking their ass earlier this season, Mm -hmm. and then DeAndre Swift and uh, Amaron St. Brown got Raw St. Brown. Amaron St. Brown. <laughs> Amon. Amon. Raw. Raw. St. Brown. St. Brown. The Saint left. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd find in an Indiana Jones movie, does it not? It definitely the Amon does. Amon Ra, you know. <laughs> uh, he left. And what happened? The Vikings came back and they pulled a miracle. They won. I'm taking the Lions. The Roar Boys are playing good football right now. Defensively, their numbers have improved the last couple weeks. And they're healthy on offense. Doesn't matter Jared if you Goff? have one ass cheek and three toes. Yep. I will beat your ass. And I will beat your ass this weekend. <laughs> Jared Goff is actually having a good year, folks. I know yeah. we don't like to say it. He is. He's playing good football. You know who's been elite this year, too, is Penny Sewell. Uh, Penny Sewell's been amazing for them. Aiden Hutchinson's been an absolute monster. I, I'm diving into the trap trap. Give me Lions minus one and a half. Okay. Swag, last pick. Last pick. Uh, the Seahawks hosed me last week. But I am right back on because Carolina stinks on the road. They haven't won on the road. Sam Darnold is getting the start. He is. Since he got his first start in 2018, there are only three quarterbacks of 110 who have a worse record against the spread than one Sam Darnold. He is two and a seven against the spread in his last nine starts. Uh now, the Panthers have covered their last three. The last time that covered four straight was 2019. So if they're going to lose, their average margin of loss this season is over 10 points. The Squawks are only laying four. Give me the Squawks at home. This is one of those fishy lines that I've looked at all week. Why is that line only Why four? Why is it only four? Yep. Carolina sucks. Yep. Trap. 
Seattle's pretty good, especially at home. Mm-hmm. So I, that one, that one's looked fishy all week. So here we go. Here are your picks. Sprague in first place, twenty-five and fourteen on the season. He's on the Bucks plus three and a half against the Niners. He's on the Broncos and Chiefs under a forty-four, and he's on the Trap Trap Lions minus one and a half against the Vikings. I'm twenty-three, fifteen and one. I am on three unders: Bron- uh, Broncos and Chiefs under forty-four, San Francisco, Tampa under of thirty-seven, and Baltimore, Pittsburgh under of thirty-seven. Kevin Todd, if you miss it earlier, he's twenty-one and eighteen on the year. He is on the Lions minus one and a half. The trap, trap. The Pats minus two against the Cardinals on Monday night, and the Dolphins minus three against the Chargers on Sunday night. And Swag bringing up the rear, 15, 23, and one. He's on the over of 32 and a half at Army Navy. The Eagles minus seven against the Giants, and the Seahawks minus four against the Panthers. There you go. Spraying in the line every Friday at 8 30. We'll close it up. Send you on your weekend next on the fan. There you go. Fist pumping your way into the weekend every single Friday. We're watching uh, Brazil, Croatia, heading for penalties, it appears. You know, they got uh, 30 minutes of extra time before they get there. We got overtime before we get the penalties. Hopefully we get to the PKs, though, because then we could have Croatia. I mean, they they might do it anyway, but. What what were the odds on this game? Should I live bet this? How's this game been playing out? I mean, 0-0? The back line of of Croatia hasn't given Brazil too many opportunities, and their keeper's been pretty sharp. I feel like every time I've looked up, there hasn't even been a near-scoring chance. There was one earlier, and you you thought it was live, but it was halftime. Yeah, I saw one on a replay at halftime. It's not been been a lot. Oh, that's a foul! That's a foul! Brazil-Croatia. He he fell down. I like Croatia's jerseys. They got the checkers on there. Oh, God, these guys just rolling around on the field crying. My leg is broken. How do you watch this crap? Um, all right, we got a fun sports weekend <laughs> wow. coming up. Wow. I just I don't know how you do it. They do like spend half the game ro- it's not half the rolling game. around on the ground in pain. Well, but you're fine. You, Get your candy ass up. You can't argue. By the way, have you noticed the underrated part of the World Cup on the internet has been people identifying the hottest human beings possible in the crowd? A lot of hots. There's a, I believe she's Croatian. There's a famous yes. Croatian gal that's gone viral. She is, yes. Going to Croatian. the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know that really? No, I don't know that. I think she's Croatian. She might, I've heard she's maybe Croatian. That went real confident, too. <laughs> Not so sure. But, um... <laughs> I, 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 I get your problem. I don't like the flopping and flailing either, but you can't argue with what this excitement is right now. Whoa. It's, Sorry. It's nil-nil. I don't know who's going to win this match. I, I, I don't either. But like, at any moment, you get a goal. <laughs> well, not really. You can kind of lead it. It, it. it builds up. Doesn't doesn't really come out of nowhere. Well, but USA and they're a long field to get there. We are going to extra time. Extra time. It's over. Thirty minutes. Two fifteen-minute periods here. Do they flip sides of the field? Yes. Okay. They'll they take do a two break. 15 minute periods? Yeah, they'll Just flip ends straight. of the field. What are we doing? Like, why do we What's the benefit of flipping ends of the field in soccer? Anything? The pitch? Uh, in case there's wind. Yeah, the oh, pitch. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The cutter pitch. <laughs> the cutter pitch. Is it slanted one way instead of the other? Hey, this weekend, if you got nothing going on tomorrow night, come uh, come to the Teddy Bear Toss. I actually don't know if there's any tickets left because it's near a sellout. <clears throat> One of the cooler sporting events of the entire year, though, in Portland. Yep. And so come hang out. Portland, Seattle. It'll be on Portland CW. I know none of you will watch, but if you do, it's on Portland CW. I'll be watching. Hey, let's go, baby! Blazers play tomorrow night, too. They're taking yep. on Minnesota. Pilots need a get-right game tomorrow. Who the Pilots got tomorrow? We got uh, New Orleans, New who Orleans. we housed in the uh, postseason last year. CJ coming to town. Bring it on. 
Blazers got Minnesota twice, Saturday and Monday, I think. Yeah. What's Minnesota going to do, just hanging out in Portland for a couple of days? Why not? Hit the Nike employee store, get some voodoo donuts. A couple of strip clubs. Whatever. See the Portland carpet. You know, the most cliche things we can name. That'll do it for us. If you miss any of the show today, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Dirt and Sprague, and at 1080thefan. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you Monday at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.